Hello, I'm Amber Lauva and welcome to another episode of Fashion Avenue. Now, if there is one beauty product that I can't live without, it is fragrance. Speaking of fragrance, today I'm chatting to the founder of a clean beauty company, Recreation Beauty, Nadal Stelio. Nadal has had a very impressive career in magazines and was a former editor of Clio and a former deputy editor of Cosmo. So I had to ask all about being in the mag world in the noughties and how she got to the top. And it was so interesting. I've always been a magazine lover ever since I was a kid and to know that she was working on like Clio Bachelor of the year was so exciting to hear. I also find out about Nadal's transition to starting her own brand, Recreation, which specializes in fragrances and oils and why her struggle with fertility kicked it all off. If you want to hear about Nadal's incredible career in magazines and all about Recreation Beauty, then make sure you don't miss this episode of Fashion Avenue. Nadal, thank you so much for joining me on Fashion Avenue. How are you? I'm really well. How are you? Yes, good. Thank you. It's so lovely to chat to you. You've had such an incredible career so far, so this is very exciting. Thank you. Thanks so much. You're welcome. So I'm just going to jump straight in. So take me back to teenage Nadal what was her dream? Gosh I think I already knew when I was a teenager I always wanted to be a journalist I just knew that I was obsessed with magazines and I couldn't stop reading them and I just knew that that's what I wanted to do when I finished school so that's pretty much what I aimed for the entire time. That is so great that sounds like me (laughs) I wanted to be a journalist (laughs) when I was a teenager as well I love it. Yeah (laughs) and and what was calling. (laughs) I know it is you just feel it deep inside in the soul yeah and what was your first job then? My first job was junior writer at Girlfriend magazine (gasps) How it was amazing. so much fun. Yeah, it was one of the most fun things I could have done. It was such a great learning ground because it was a small team. It was a young team and I was junior writer and I got to do these really cool things because, you know, teenagers are so passionate. So I got to do, you know, that was where I first learned about El Nino and La Nina because I did a story <laughs> on that and I did so many stories on the environment and all that kind of thing. And it really established my social conscience as well as feeling that responsibility for what you publish as well. I think that was a big part of having a teenage audience. Totally. And where did you go from there and how did you grow and work your way up to being an editor? From there, I went to Cosmo. So I think I went to beauty editor at Girlfriend and then I went to beauty editor at Cosmo. So I was in the beauty world for quite a few years. And then at Cosmo, I went to features editor, then deputy editor, which was also another few years, and then jumped over to be editor at Clio. That is incredible. Oh my God. I was such a magazine buff growing up. And I think ever since I was eight years old and, you know, I'd come home from school and mum would have total girl on my bed. And then I would graduate into Dolly and girlfriend and then Cosmo as I got older. And hearing this is so exciting. And I think if I told teenage Amber that I would be be speaking to someone who has done all that I'd probably be pinching myself so this is so exciting for me oh, if you can't cool. really tell. it was also <laughs> exciting for me as well when I, I can imagine oh my <laughs> yeah, god it was really fun it was, it was a really fun time yeah. yeah a lot of the time it was a crazy life and yeah. a crazy gig and we just had so much fun we had you know the girls that I worked with were fantastic and we all had a really great bond and that was part of it as well so yeah. it was just a lot of fun yeah oh my god and what was it like um 
um, being at the helm of some of Australia's most recognised titles? It was good. I think, you know, as I said before, you learned the responsibility straight away. So you know that what you're publishing, people are actually listening to. And so you have to be really careful about what you publish and you're making those decisions on a daily basis. So I think that's number one. I think that's where sometimes people go wrong these days and they just don't realise that they're actually writing things that people will listen to, like online, you know, yeah. with Instagram and, and social. And, you know, that that's kind of where it skews awry because people don't take that responsibility so seriously but yeah it was it was just great you know coming up with all kinds of concepts for yeah. to engage readers and to entertain everyone and also ourselves yeah, I absolutely <laughs> love that and was there anything that you tried to do differently as editor that past ed- editors may not have done or something you wanted to maybe progress on or grow on Oh, there were so many things. I think that was one of the challenges, keeping things relevant yeah. and making things new and really just making things exciting. We just we did things like we brought back the Clio centerfold. Yes. Yeah, we did that. We did so many different things with Clio bachelors and that was oh my God, you know I before there was bachelors on TV. Yeah. So we actually did a mini bachelors online. So we did like a web show and honestly I think that's where they got the idea for the bachelors from. I'm just oh gonna my- take that. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, we did so many, you know, it, it's all about making the same content really fun and doing it a different mm. way each year. Yeah. yeah. And, and what years are we talking here? How far back was this? I think I stopped being an editor. It was 2009. Oh, so, wow. yep. Yep. yeah. Yeah. I was still in yeah, high school. Quite- Exactly. So I was early 2000s. I was editor. Oh my God, that would have been the best time as well. Yeah, it was oh. It was really lots of fun. I remember trying to convince Chris Hemsworth to take his pants off. Oh my God, what a career highlight. <laughs> yeah, he didn't do it. It was, very, it was a sad day. And what if he do it now? Surely he'd do it now. <laughs> yeah, he oh was very God. protective of his image. It was, you know, good on him as well. Oh, yeah, yeah totally. Wow, mm. what a career mm. highlight in itself. That for me is yeah. just gold. <laughs> and are there any memorable covers that come to mind? Well, you know, it was early 2000s, so it was all about Paris Hilton yes. and Brittany and Lindsay Lohan mm-hmm. and Christina Aguilera and all of that crew. So they were the ones that we just were guaranteed sellers. So oh, we ran them so many times and just was, were chasing down shots all the time. So, yeah, it was lots of fun. Oh, my God, that is so exciting. I love that. So 2000s. I'm just, oh, I'm so envious yeah. <laughs> of, of that gig back then. And any highlights that come to mind? I think all of the Bachelor issues were highlights. I think mm-hmm. especially for Cleo, it was like our flagship. And, you know, we got to travel the country and shoot. 50 boys from around the country oh my God, and the hardest job ever <laughs> yeah and the staff you know who were doing it were just you know they, they took, took their job very seriously so it was obviously <laughs> very well done then we'd have this big party to celebrate all our hard work and it was it was one of the highlights for sure oh that's fantastic oh what a job as well just to be around that and that would be such an exciting time as well and I just I remember yeah. flicking through those pages you know the bachelor pages and just being like oh my god I like him oh he's cute you know just as a teenager it was just like so exciting 
It was, and it was just so well done as well. Our it team was. was just absolutely brilliant, and our event team was brilliant. And we had people like, you know, Andy Lee was a bachelor. Yes. Jason Dundas, like, you know, just everyone you can think of. Has yeah. Been, everyone in the Australian Eye, yeah, they, they all started Perfect. Oh, 100%. Yeah, you'd always find like a guy from Neighbours or, you know, someone in there. So good. (laughs) And something a little bit more serious probably, but how did you feel about Cleo and and Cosmo folding? Oh, that was really sad. I mean, that was obviously, I had left by that time. So I left in, I think it was 2009. And that was when I, I could honestly see that already the digital landscape was going to take over and yeah. the company wasn't as equipped to handle digital as well as it should have been. Mm-hmm. And they just weren't interested in going that way. Mm-hmm. And I feel, and that's why I left. And I left to start a digital business myself. Wow. So, but it wasn't, it wasn't anyone's fault on the magazines at all. It was pretty much just the way that the publishing landscape was being run and it wasn't being, nobody in power, in management wanted to see that it was digital first and that that yeah. was the way of the future and you could just see it happening and you were, you were sitting there thinking well this is not going to last very long 100%. <laughs> and it didn't so yeah. yeah and it was really sad because they were such great brands and yeah. they could have been alive and the way that they've handled magazines internationally has been very different and they have been led digital first and yeah. you know they've survived so it's one of those things that you just look at and think it could have just been done so differently, yeah. but it, unfortunately it wasn't. Yeah. So sad. They're just Australian icons, you know, running to the, you know, the news agent to grab a, the newest issue was so exciting. It's just devastating. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, you know, that would definitely have to change anyway, because we are all stuck to our phones and, oh, and that kind yeah. of thing. So it would have just been a very different medium, but yeah. it doesn't mean that the information couldn't have been delivered totally. in a new medium. You know? Yeah, it's sad that they didn't adapt to that earlier. You know, it's yeah, they just I don't know, close their eyes. Oh my god, big <laughs> mistake, uh, big mistake. Yeah. <laughs> and so you jumped over to starting your own brand, Recreation, and yeah. did this all start with struggling with fertility? Yeah, so this was many years later after Cleo, obviously, and I, oh, actually, it was probably around the same time that I started to have children. Yeah, well, around the time that I left magazines, I started to try to get pregnant and I really struggled to get pregnant. Which, you know, when you're a girl and all you're doing is trying not to get pregnant, (laughs) you think that as soon as you start trying, you're going to, it's just going to be really easily. And it just wasn't really easy. And as soon as you start researching any kind of infertility or unexplained infertility, which is what I had because there wasn't anything physically or medically wrong with me or my partner. So there's absolutely no reason why I wasn't falling pregnant. But as soon as you start researching it, the first thing you see honestly is that you should lower your chemical load so and that's household and that's beauty products and you know I was a magazine editor and I just had a cupboard full of beauty products Oh, my God, you um, buckets and buckets. <laughs> exactly, which I then had to just cull. I was just like, okay, well, this is just going to go and I'm going to start trying to live more naturally in, you know, what I put on my skin and what I clean my house with and that kind of thing. So I did a whole beauty cupboard makeover. And the one thing I found that I couldn't swap out because this was such a long time ago was 
my perfume. So especially at the time, it was pretty much the only options you had were like vanilla or, you know, some kind of like really hippie thing from the market, (laughs) basically. That was was your option. And there wasn't any luxury, natural, beautiful fragrance. And that idea kind of stuck with me for quite a few years. And I, I didn't do anything about it for years. And I would just keep my perfumes and I'd spray them on my clothes and in my hair. Okay. Which is because I just didn't want them to touch my skin because fragrance is actually so toxic. It's one of the worst things you can put on your skin. There's up to 3,000 chemicals in a fragrance. So, yeah, it's crazy. So I just didn't want to touch my skin. But after a while of doing that, it just becomes – it's not a very nice thing to do. It takes away the whole luxury of it. It takes away the whole experience and enjoyment out of actually wearing fragrance. Yeah. So then a few years later, I just decided to investigate and see if it was something that I could do myself in Australia. And yeah, that's how it started. Wow. And it's so interesting because back then, especially if we're talking around, what, 2009, 2010, you know, that was before the kind of resurgence of clean beauty and before everyone started getting really into that. That's, and that's why it was hippie. so hard. So that's <laughs> yeah. when, yeah, that's when I started. That's when I started to make over my beauty wardrobe and I wow. would just use basically, you know, jojoba oil to take off my makeup. Yep. And, yep. <laughs> um, that kind of thing. I still use, I think my foundation I still use. I still use Inica. Okay. That was around yep. then. Yeah. But that was pretty much it. There just wasn't a lot on offer. And then fast forward 10 years later, which is when I started recreation the whole landscape has changed there's so many beautiful natural brands especially in Australia I think Australia has a really great clean beauty industry going on we do absolutely yeah and you know everyone had kind of caught up by then but definitely my journey started with a personal one which was how can I find perfume to wear all those years ago oh my goodness that would have been a, a mission like you said you know hopping around the markets and that's you know some hippie thing. yeah it it's was totally, just impossible yeah, yeah. but yeah. it's good now I find that even some of the bigger brands are kind of being a bit more conscious of the ingredients and what they're putting out there now because they're they're seeing that everyone around them and the new brands are really jumping on that well they just left the market wide open so yeah. they were still using formulas that they'd used in the 50s, Gross. you know, and they were still using things that hadn't been tested properly and yeah. that are seriously toxic. And, and they still, you know, I mean, I'm sure a lot of them still have that ethos now because it's cheaper. Yeah. That's the thing. So a lot of people think, oh, it's natural, it's organic, it's from the earth, it must be less expensive, but it's way more expensive to actually find these natural ingredients and process them and make them usable and non-irritable for your skin and that kind of thing. So the reason the big companies haven't done it thus far is because it's actually more expensive. Yeah, you would think it would be the other way around or you'd hope it would be the other way around. Like why? You would hope. Why does it have to be so expensive (laughs) to get the organic... You know, stuff on the ground. Like seriously, yeah. I don't, I don't understand that. It's ridiculous. Well, it's just much cheaper to make a synthetic version in a lab. That's oh, all. Yeah, it's just, it's just way cheaper. So they don't even use any kind of plant-based or botanicals when they're making fragrances. It's okay. literally all synthetics made in a lab. Oh my god! So that's why there are three thousand of them to choose from. So in oh. natural in natural perfumery, there is only three hundred notes that you can choose from. Oh whereas god. in synthetic fragrances, there are three thousand because they just make up new ones. Oh my. God, that's horrifying. I'm such a perfume <laughs> lover. And hearing this, I'm like, oh my God, call it all. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's a lot to hear all at once as well. And, you know, once you start researching, mm-hmm. you can't, once you see it, you can't unsee it. 
Yeah. And that's why, that's what happens when you start researching and you're like, oh, this is in there. Do I really want that next to my eye? I don't think so. You know, and oh you, you're looking at it and you just, you can't unlearn it. You've, you've read it now. Yeah. You know, you can't forget it and you can't just suddenly start using something else because you just don't want to. Yeah. It's one of those things, you know, it's a bit of a push, but I guess it's obviously you know, you feel better for it and the world is better for it. Well, exactly. And it's certainly not how I got pregnant. I don't want anyone yeah, to think I was, that, I was you know, you'll make so. over your beauty wardrobe and <laughs> bam, you'll fall pregnant. No, I did a billion other things. So Yeah, I'd I be did, like, oh, my yeah. God, you'd be on the front of the Daily Mail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's, I, don't want to, I don't want anyone to think that. But I do think it was definitely a part of me getting healthy and yeah. it certainly set me off on a whole other health tangent as well. So. That's great. Um, it definitely did good things. Awesome. That's good to know. You know, you've got to start somewhere and that's great. Yeah. 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 And, and so what year did you launch Recreation? So that was two years ago. Great. What year how are did, we in now? How did, yeah. well, 2021. Can you believe it? Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. And already halfway through 2021. Oh no, it doesn't feel right. I'm just, I it, feel like we've been robbed of the last year and a half. <laughs> it's like, can we just turn back time and maybe yeah. age as well? That would be great. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and so what was the first product on the list for you to launch? And how many did you launch with? So we launched with three fragrances. Then I launched a fourth one a few months after that. It wasn't quite ready. And then I think almost a year after that, we launched our fifth one, which is where we're sitting now with five fragrances. And then we've also got body and hair serum oils. So yes. it's a body oil, but it sinks into your skin so quickly that it, it's not oily at all. And oh, they come nice. in the matching scent. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful oil. And you can use it in your hair because it's just not oily at all. That is so good. And it's great, you know, to put on oils and, you know, keep your skin nourished during winter. So it's good. It doesn't stay oily. You, yeah, exactly. You like you can literally or... put on a silk dress straight after you put the body oil on and it won't mark the dress at all. Oh, that's great. Oh, mm. my gosh, I love this. And Yeah, it's really gorgeous product. Yeah, and any tips on how to make our scents last throughout the day? Yep, so I would always say put on moisturised skin. So whether you're using the body, the matching body oil or whether it's just your own moisturiser, definitely make sure your skin is moisturised so that the fragrance can sink into your skin. And then the other thing is to layer. So that's why we did the matching body and hair oils, because right. it's a double action of layering the scent as you go. Oh, I like that. That's really nice. Mm. That's something I actually haven't done. I just lay a scent and don't even think about the oils, you know, putting on an, an oil that might complement it. So that's really good. That's a really good tip. I had no idea about yeah, that Yeah, it's a, also a great way to mix your fragrances and to get yeah. a unique scent of your own because I often find doing that. So we've got a really woody one and I'll use that as the body oil, but then I'll use our rose fragrance and together they just make this really gorgeous scent. Oh, that's so nice. Oh, mm. sounds so luxe as well. Yeah, and I think that that was the key. So we worked really hard on packaging to make sure that it, you know, opening it and really receiving it was a whole experience because I just don't think that going healthy with any of your beauty products should have to be a compromise. Mm. It should be because they are more expensive to make. So you should be getting that whole luxury experience. Absolutely. And how did you end up choosing the scents? Because obviously, you know, that's quite a process as well. So how did you kind of choose, yeah. you know, what different scents and notes you wanted to use? 
Well, I knew that I definitely wanted a gardenia jasmine one because they are my favorite mm-hmm. fragrances. And I knew that I wanted a rose because that's the other, my other go-to. Yep. And then the other ones I just worked with. So we work with two fragrance houses here in Australia and I worked with the perfumers until we found other scents that I was happy with. Yeah, we just went back and forth and did a lot of experimentation and, you know, tried lots of different things. It was a whole process. I love that. I actually have a couple of recreation perfumes myself. So Oh, fantastic. Yeah, they're beautiful. I absolutely love oh, them. You. No, you've Great. done such a perfect job and they're so like I love the packaging as well, as you were saying. Like it's an experience. And you know, yeah. it's, it's something beautiful to have, you know, on your vanity or, you know, in the bathroom and it's just it looks beautiful there. Oh, thank you. That was, yeah, something that was really important, I think, because it's something that, and that's what I found 10 years ago, the packaging was really lacking. Yeah, so true. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> it would have been all just like woody, like, you know. Just... Yes, exactly. And that was the other thing with the name. I didn't want it to be like, you know, aura or, you know, something super hippie and organic because I think the market has loads of those things. Oh, yeah. And those people do it really well and that's great. And I just wanted recreation to be a little bit cooler and a little bit more modern. Yeah. And how did you come up with that name, by the way? It's very hard to come up with names, especially these days. Everything, because you come up with a name, but it's about getting your URL. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So it's really, really tricky to get something that's free and that nobody else has used before. But yeah, with recreation, I just wanted it to be, it just said everything that I wanted our range to be. So we're all about healthy beauty, where we've got a playful vibe happening and yeah, I just wanted it to be more about leisure than something that took itself too seriously. Yeah, I love that name. I think it's amazing and it's so different and it really yeah, it works. It's great. Yeah. And yeah. let's talk about the ingredients used in your products and also about the packaging because I think this is quite interesting. So what can we expect when it comes to ingredients? Obviously, no nasties, which is fantastic. Yes, definitely no nasties and actual floral and botanical extracts in each of Lovely. our fragrances. So, you know, real real products rather than synthetics. Right. And then they're all based, our fragrances are in a sugarcane derived alcohol. So that's lovely as well. And then our body oils are, you know, it's not like a cheap old nasty body oil. But I think you can always tell with body oils. If if a body oil, yeah, if it's clear, you know that they've used like super refined oils. They've used the cheapest ones that they could. Our oil is a lovely golden rich color. And that's because we use, it's either CO2 extracted or it's cold pressed depending on the oil and the way the oil is sourced. And we use nothing refined either. So everything is in its most virgin state. I love that. And there's no animal products and no animal testing as well. No animal products ever and no animal testing. So we're vegan and we're cruelty free. I'm not vegan. I just don't think that we should be using animal parts to make ourselves more beautiful. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) It's horrifying. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And with your packaging, so you've banned single-use plastics and it's made up of 50% recycled plastic, your packaging. Is that right? No. So our perfume bottles are glass and the lids are aluminium and the sprayers are aluminium. So every part of it is recyclable. Our body and hair oils are also glass. And then we've got a large size body and hair oil it's like a double size and that one is plastic and that's actually 100% from recycled plastic now oh wow that's fantastic 
great. Yeah. I love that. That's so good. I love how brands are really coming out and really, you know, using some great materials and, and whatnot. And especially, you know, some packaging has, you know, sugarcane derived, a form of plastic. It's incredible. And it's biodegradable, which is even better. I love hearing this. Yeah. So it was really important to us. I just didn't want to add to the problem. I just mm. didn't want to be a part of yeah. the problem. I wanted yeah. to help and try and be a solution to the problem rather than join the, you know, the thousands that are part of it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Good decision. <laughs> mm. And where can we find out more and get our hands on recreation products? So, I mean, the best place is our website, which is recreationbeauty.com. We are in stockists around Australia, so small boutiques and homewares and lifestyle stores as well. Great. I love that. I love that you have stockists. That's awesome. And yeah. I want to jump in to some random questions for you now, if I can, Adal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so number one, are you a dog person or a cat person? Definitely a dog person. Oh, do you have a dog? I have a dog, yep. Her name is Fizzy. My kids named her. Um, well, <laughs> she's, she's adorable. She's a beagle, yeah. So, and I've forgotten how much of a dog person I was until we got the dog. Oh my gosh, I love that. I was the yeah. same. I hadn't had a dog for years and then I haven't like two now. And I'm like, oh my God, my heart is like bursting. I know. I just can't believe I lived without a dog for so long. <laughs> I know. It's like never again. Yeah. <laughs> Always going to have dogs forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you were a recreation perfume, which one would you be and why? Oh, good question. <laughs> I haven't thought about this one. I would probably be, I'd like to say I'd be the gardenia one, but I probably wouldn't. Oh, I'd probably be sunken. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to be all lovely and floaty and airy and fly along the breeze, but probably not. I'd probably be <laughs> sunken which okay. is one of my other favorites. It's fig and citrus and it's really quite explosive. It's fresh, it's energetic and vibrant. And I feel like that a lot of, if it's not me all the time, it's definitely who I'm aiming to be. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I do have Sunkiss. That one is explosive. It's like, whoa, it's so good. I love it. It's so strong, but it's amazing. Yeah, and it really wakes you up and, and really gives you that energy burst for the day. And I think, you know, every time I put that on in the morning and I'm like, okay, now I'm set. So I can... <laughs> start my day yeah I feel like you can't leave the house without perfume as well I'm, I feel naked if I don't have a exactly perfume it yeah. really completes the outfit it does it does like if I if I go mm. out of the house and I'm driving and I'm like oh my god I forgot perfume I just don't feel myself it's not okay no yeah it's funny <laughs> and the final question spontaneity or stability Oh, spontaneity. Ooh. Yeah. It's a, yeah, sorry. Uh, it's one of my downfalls. It's one <laughs> of my strengths, but also one of my downfalls. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. That's, it's actually really bad. My husband is exactly the same. Oh, no. So normally, you know, I know it's bad. You know, when normally in a relationship, one of them, one of you pulls the other one back yeah. a little bit and just yeah. goes, hang on a second. No, neither of us. <laughs> we both full steam ahead and we're both really spontaneous. I'm like, yeah, that. let's just do it. That'd be fun for the um, kids though. I don't know if they enjoy it so much. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, mom and dad, give it a rest. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll get used to it. That's great. For some reason, I was thinking you were going to say stability, so I'm pleasantly surprised. That was a great uh, answer. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm far too spontaneous for my own good. 
I love that. I wish I was more like that. I feel like I'm a little bit more mm. stable, <laughs> but it's boring. I feel like I need to be. No, well, way more sensible, and you probably made way better decisions. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Watch this space. Who knows? <laughs> Still young. We don't know. That's <laughs> <laughs> time. <laughs> oh, thank God for time. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Nadal, yeah. you have been wonderful. Thank you so oh, thank much. You. This was Thanks great. so much for having me. What a pleasure. You're so welcome, and I can't wait to see what recreation brings out next so thank you we've got a lot coming up actually so it's really exciting you have been listening to a fashion avenue production hosted by me amber lowther and produced by me as well don't forget to follow the podcast on instagram at fashion avenue podcast and if you want to follow myself too at amber lowther feel free to join the private podcast facebook group and subscribe to our email newsletter for the latest updates and giveaways but Most importantly, don't forget to subscribe, rate and leave a review.